Yeah. Have you guys ever had um, Rocky Mountain oysters? I I do not. You're going to have them. Nope. (laughs) Yes. Nope. Nope. Do you know what? But so most I know what they are. Nope. They're not nope. passing not over these bags. All of these people all. here, you, they call themselves tough bikers, and none of them want to put bull balls in their mouths. I don't know what their problem First is. Off, I don't call I'm myself a tough, tough the biker. Slice, slice thin, slice thin, breaded, deep fat fried. They're yeah. nice and tender. Dave. They're very nice tender. And tender. They're great. Nope. They want. <sighs> hey. You can't call yourself a biker till you put some balls in your mouth, Dave. I hey, don't man. call myself then a don't biker. Don't call me a biker. I'm out. Nope. <laughs> uh, Brittany has remained conspicuously quiet. No, no. This whole conversation. I did not have Brittany's this. like, I'm a biker. <laughs> <laughs> Presented by Memphis Shades, the clear choice for custom windshields and bearings for your motorcycle. And wild-ass seats stay in the saddle longer and in total comfort no matter your butt or budget. Are you following the 530 Bikers on social media? Find us on Facebook and look us up on Instagram and TikTok at 530 Bikers. Welcome everybody back to the 530 Bikers podcast. Uh, we don't have Dustin with us tonight. He's feeling a little bit under the weather. So they called me up from the minors. So I'm reading us into the podcast today. Today we have a very special guest. We have Greg and Andy from South Dakota. They're going to join us and we are going to talk today about our uh, new, I guess you'd call it maybe partnership with uh, with them. And uh, we want them to tell us a little bit about uh, what they do in South Dakota, what their connection to Sturgis is going to be, and how that connects to uh, uh, our podcast this week. So welcome to the Five Duty Bikers podcast, Greg and Andy. Thank you. We're glad to be here. And I know it's bad to say things like that because somebody's going to have something smart to say about it. No. Well, I mean, it, it, <laughs> it happens from time to time. It, it really does. So... Really, what we uh, what we want to do is just tell everybody um, about your guys's place in South Dakota, so they know where they should be making their vacation plans for, uh, not just during the event of Sturgis, but specifically outside of the event of Sturgis. Because, right, you, the, you're you're all you're all filled up for Sturgis. I mean, right, you guys have all your reservations made, hotels all booked, everything's ready to go for the event. Yeah, so we own um, the Iron Horse Inn, which is in Whitewood, South Dakota, just about six miles outside of Sturgis. Um, we have 194 rooms, which is a very large motel, but we were built um, right around 20 years ago specifically for the Sturgis Rally and specifically for motorcycling. Um, all of our buildings, um, all of the buildings are, are built so you drive up to your door, whether you're in a car or a bike and you fall down at the end of the day after a good long ride and then you get up the next day and do it all over again um for the longest time the motel prior to my family and us owning it was really only open for a few years for For a few months so yeah um and we're now open year round and so our goal is to really you know get people to enjoy the black hills and let them know that anytime during the summer or as well as as long as the weather is good you can you there's no better place to ride a motorcycle motorcycle than the black hills so 
Yeah, and in addition to being so everything is one one ground floor for our facilities, uh, and actually the inside rooms, uh, the banks of the rooms, the ceilings are sloped so that they actually protect motorcycles from weather. Um, for anybody that's been here in July or August, we get our fair share of hail. Um, so sometimes it's very nice to have that. Um, we've also had a nice collection uh, out in front of our bar parked underneath the awnings um, for protection. But um, <clears throat> we both come from uh, families with backgrounds that are motorcyclists. Uh, Andy, when we first started, met, um, was not overly excited um, that I was really into the biker lifestyle because she had had enough of that with her father. Um, <clears throat> And her getting picked it's up. It's way more kid. fun with a boyfriend than it is with your dad. Motorcycle. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not touching that one. <laughs> I had to learn that. I had to learn that the hard way. So yeah, um, and through a very random life series of events, um, I worked for a bank company that actually owned the hotel we now own um, on a loan that went bad, and we brought Andy's dad up there for several Sturgis motorcycle rallies in a row. And jokingly, he said one morning, you know, maybe I should buy this place. And Andy was like, you're just being stupid now. Like, just quit talking and let's get on with our day. And um, ironically, uh, right after the 74th Sturgis Motorcycle Rally, he and his family bought the hotel, um, put a significant amount of work into it, built a very nice um, on-site bar restaurant, um, did a lot of things that had never been done on the property. And literally the first rally that they owned it was the 75th Sturgis Motorcycle Rally, which by far is the largest attended motorcycle rally that there's ever been in Sturgis. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> estimates came in somewhere between 800,000 and a million people being here um, for that motorcycle rally. So that's yeah, for, our, for our listeners. Um, can I just suggest that you go take a look at ironhorseinsturgis.com, yeah. which is their website and take a look at, the shots of the hotel to get a full appreciation for what Greg and Andy just described as far as the setup. Cause it's, I don't know. I think it's one of the coolest looking motels I've ever seen. So I do have a question for you guys. So when you talk about, um, you know, there's, there's this, uh, difference of hotel motel. Mm -hmm. And so we want to make sure that people understand, distinguish the difference because, you know, for a lot of the uh, younger generation, that's not an interchangeable word. There is an actual difference between them. Mm -hmm. And yours is a motel, right? So your doors enter to the outside. And when you were talking about parking spaces, so when when Dave and I come up there and uh, and stay with you guys, we will be able to park our motorcycles right out in front of the room that we're staying in, correct? Correct. And how okay. many spaces are typically reserved for each room? There's 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 three internally for every room, and okay. at the so they're actually skinnier motorcycle wide spaces on the external rooms. They're actually a full car suburban truck space, so you can actually fit four bikes in one space basically. Sure, sure. But we also have um, approximately fourteen total acres. Because we get people that come from all over the country and actually all over the world. We have folks from New Zealand, Canada, Italy that come visit us for the rally and throughout the summer to come ride. And and one of the things they reasons they like our place is if you're a trailer person, not a rider, uh, to get here, we have so much parking that people mm -hmm. can put their custom trailers in, big trucks, all that kind of stuff. 
Did you just say trailer? Who trailers a motorcycle to a motorcycle event? A lot of people. (laughs) You can spend half a day counting them, Ryan, if you want to. I'm sure. I just just like to to rib that just a little bit because Dave and I ride, Dave and I ride everywhere and and Tony rides to the gas station. Um, So you can fuck off. (laughs) <laughs> all the way but, off but but from what i've heard you know if you really like the way you look you can always see your reflection in tony's bikes right because they're yes. so this is true it's, it's true. true yeah right. you could eat you could eat off of pretty much any part of his bike and when they and, all uh, need work on their bike who do they come to he's not lying don't, don't be they don't don't be throwing me in with with those freeloaders <laughs> Well, that's what throw me in. Tony's got the tools and he only lives an hour from me. So (laughs) I will say um, it is a little bit fun specifically for us that own, own the place. And when, as everybody starts rolling in, when you see one of these, I mean, you, these trailers, the amount of money that people put into some of them is incredible. And you'll see a couple specifically. We have one couple that comes from New Jersey every year and stays with us for two weeks they bring three or four bikes and sometimes it's a different, they have a different bike that they bring from the previous year. And every day they go out and depending on the type of ride that they want to experience determines the bike that they take out that day. So a lot of people are just anticipating, Oh, well, what bike are they going to take out today? And, you know, they can roll up in the front of the bar and have 20 people come and ask them about their bike. So it is for those people who do trailer, usually it's because they, they couldn't choose which bike to bring. You know, I, I've That's come to the realization it takes a lot of money to be a proper redneck. <laughs> <laughs> you can't do it on a budget, man. I mean, you, you, you got to have some dough to pull this off. It's true. It's yeah. it, it's a very true thing. You know, so, like, Andy, like Andy said, we have a, a friend from the East Coast, South Carolina. His name is Wayne. Um, and he, the last time he came out, he came by himself, brought his truck and his trailer. But he has a custom-built chopper that he has built himself but he wasn't comfortable riding that across the country. And he's like, I, he'd never been to South Dakota before. So he's like, I want to bring it because I want to be able to ride it at the rally. But then he's like, I also want to bring my heritage so that I have something dependable to ride. So being in South Dakota, does it get as cold as this cocksucker's place in North Dakota? <laughs> or are you no. all ha- it not no. as bad? No, I mean, I would say it's usually 10 to 15 degrees colder up there. So like we have family that lives in Bismarck. So when we leave leave Bismarck in January every year, by the time we get home, there's usually about a 40 degree shift in temperature. And that's just going from North Dakota to South Dakota. So, I mean, it is it is frigid in North Dakota. Oh, he's throwing out temperatures that don't exist. He I said mean, minus 48 the other day. Tony, I don't know if you got this background, but one of the reasons I, I kind of got chatting with Ryan on social media is I'm actually from very close to where Ryan lives in North Dakota. And so we were talking about I, I've experienced that pain before. Um, oh. Luckily, Western South Dakota, where we live, is much more temperate climate, like mm-hmm. you would get down in Colorado because of elevation and the way that actually storms hit the Rockies and then come to the Black Hills and where they drop precipitation. So we get a lot warmer here than anywhere else does in North and South Dakota. Like yesterday, it was close to 60 degrees here, and it was absolutely gorgeous. And wow. there were probably – I mean – when you're in South Dakota, you can ride your motorcycle at least once a month year round. I mean, obviously, you know, during the summer more frequently, but 
I mean, we see people out riding their bikes year round because we're blessed with those 60 degree weather, the, that 60 degree day, but not everybody in South Dakota is or North Dakota. Right. So they had close to 60 today. We had 34 and it was the warmest day in the last three weeks. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, wow. that's, that's, wow. that's, that's a lot. Greg's actually lucky I stayed with him. He, when we first started shooting, <laughs> he took me to Fargo for Christmas and it is so deceiving. So we're, we're rolling into Fargo and we hadn't stopped for a while. So I didn't have a chance to like know what it was like outside. And I was, and I'm a runner and I was thinking like, Oh my gosh, this is going to be great. I'm going to get into the hotel, get checked in. I'm going to go for a run. Cause that's how I like to kind of explore places. You know, you can go for a run and kind of see all these things. And, him and his mom, they just kind of chuckled at me and they're like, the hell if you are. And I got out and I choked. It was so fucking cold. Like, I was like, how do you do this? Like, how do people live here? This is completely obnoxious. Ryan, wait a minute. Did, did you say, did you say that was your first date? No, no, no. no. First, first Christmas. First, Our first Christmas. Christmas together. Oh, I thought you yeah. said first date. And I'm thinking Greg took her to wood chipper land in the yep. middle of winter. Um, <laughs> I thought I was gonna have to talk to Greg, but, but the, okay, well, you, you gotta be I'm ready for the ride. First, you gotta be ready for yeah. the ride. Right. You know. <laughs> if you ever things. see me running, don't ask questions. Just, just take run. the fuck off. Shit has gone bad. Ryan, you'll appreciate this too. Before, right before she got out and started nodding, being able to breathe, she's like, "Why are there extension cords going from the building to all of the vehicles in the parking lot?" Oh yeah. Never in my life. I mean, never seen block heaters like that before. No, that was crazy. Take your take your your car from this area of the country and and go down south somewhere, and then use your car starter. And they're like, "Ooh, who the fuck do you think you are with your fancy car starter that starts your car when you're not in it?" And I'm like, "That's how we survive." So yeah, yeah, yeah. it's 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 quite a bit different. I, I was actually telling these guys not too long ago, Andy, when you were talking about being a runner, and I and I told them that they send out weather alerts here because the, the people are, I saw a runner today, right? Cause it was 35, but they'll send out weather alerts to the runners and say, don't run. You'll, you'll frostbite your lungs yeah. internally by breathing the air. Hang on, they, you can they, do what you can frostbite your lungs. If you're breathing through your mouth, when it gets that cold, Tony, well, you yeah. have the moisture that your mouth is producing and then it freezes on impact and, and you breathe yeah. it in and you'll frostbite the, your lungs. Yep. Yeah, we Holy have a lot shit. of quality air problems, but very different than other places in the Yeah, it's not the, the fog and the smog, it's the cold. Yeah. Now you guys you guys though, one of the things I would say that you have in South Dakota that we don't have here is you have unpredictable weather. I mean, I know that and when when I say unpredictable weather, we have weather changes here. But I have never in my life, two years ago when I went and camped in South Dakota and and a group of us went out there. It was 96 in Rapid City on Saturday. On Monday, the Horse Thief Campground where we stayed at, just just north of of uh, uh, Hill City, got nine inches of snow. And when we set up our tent on Wednesday, it was 28 degrees, and there was snow on the ground when we were setting up our tents. And in that time frame that we were there, when we drove out to. Um, Oh, I'm trying to think. That place in Wyoming. Badlands. The big, the big, oh. No, the place Devil's in Wyoming. Devil's Tower. Devil's Tower. So we drove out to Devil's Tower like on a Tuesday when we were out there, and it was 97 degrees. And then when we pulled into our campground that night, it was 41. 
Mm-hmm. I mean, in the, in the same ride, we had experienced that. So you guys have some some different weather stuff that mm-hmm. we don't get here. And because of the mountains and, and you know, that kind of, you know, they call them the hills, right? But for, here, for yeah. us here, those are mountains for sure. So, yeah. Spearfish actually holds a record, which is not very far from us, holds a record for the biggest shift in temperature. They went from like negative four degrees on a January day to about 47 degrees in about four and a half minutes. Or I mean, don't quote me. It was like either two to four minutes. The shift in temperature was so drastic. Um, and it's because we have what we call the Chinook winds that come in and it will yep. just literally warm you up. So during the winter, we have these beautiful 60 degree days and it's windy, but you you just it's warm wind, you embrace so, it because yeah. that's what's bringing on that warm weather so yeah we have intense shifts like my personality like you know just <laughs> <laughs> never know what you're gonna get. <laughs> we keep hearing about that but we haven't seen it yet so uh have yeah. another drink. chinook wins all right right Cheers. so so really really why uh we why we brought these guys on is a few months ago um and, and it was Quote me, don't quote me on this, Greg, but I'm fairly certain it was about one o'clock in the morning. Uh, I I was I get a message from Greg on Instagram, and he's like, "Hey, man, I don't know if you're up, but I could see that you're on Instagram." <laughs> and, uh, and well, you got that little green dot, right? So you yeah, can see when people exactly. are active, yeah. right? So uh, I didn't have to creep that hard. You right. you, you had your your green light. On. He's exactly. always on Instagram. I've never Dude, been if, on. If there you're on Instagram at one a.m. looking at colors of <laughs> yeah. dots, you're you're a creeper. Listen, that's all I got to say. Well, okay. In my defense, we're in the mountain time zone, so it was probably midnight or before here. Right. He did. So he actually did say that because yeah, you're sending a message. He's like, "Oh shit, it's like one o'clock there." Sorry about that. And I'm like, "I don't yeah. worry about it. I was up." Yeah, but I'm like, I'm having a beer, you know. Right. And what's going on in the world? Nothing yep. wrong with me. And, and so Greg <laughs> reaches out. Best decisions and happen. Always. Tony, you order motorcycle parts when it's too late. Great yeah, it's out middle of the night, dude. Instagram. I'll order the shit out of motorcycle parts. <laughs> yeah. I really will. So, DMs. yep. So, so Greg reaches out to me, and uh, we just start chatting back and forth. And he kind of throws up this idea and says, "Hey, um, you know, would you guys ever be interested in doing your podcast from from Sturgis?" He said, "I'd, I'd heard that you were thinking about maybe making a trip out there, you know, because I've 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 had my opinions on the event, and and they're completely." without merit because I've never been. So <laughs> I've, I've been to the area riding a number of times off season, which I absolutely recommend to anyone and everyone. It's some of the best riding. I, I would put it up against uh, any riding in the country. Um, it, there's just so much good riding out there. Even the roads that you wouldn't expect to be fun or, or whatever are great. Just getting from one place to another, they're going to be twisty and windy and whatever. And so, Hey, hey Ryan, Ryan, I'm, I'm sorry. I hate to interrupt, but I cannot get this out of my head. So, so Greg, it's 1am in the morning. You're, you're, you're creeping, you're trolling on Instagram. Which profile <laughs> were you looking at? Was it Kim Moto, her Instagram profile, or was it Ryan's Instagram profile? So I, I've only heard of because is that's is that the Halloween female? It's very disturbing. Yes, it's a yeah. very disturbing image, and it's she it's came hard to she get came out before I've started following the podcast. So I've only heard echoes of Kimamoto um, spoken about it's very by, disturbing. by you fine folks. Andy, uh, you so might now. want to check his Instagram history. Sorry, Ryan, uh, go ahead. What was your question? In all fairness, <laughs> he he did ask if he could 
speak to Ryan. Well, I didn't know it was Ryan at the time because I work there full time. So he did say, now, if I offered this, would it be OK? So he did ask permission. I know I didn't know who he was talking to. So and chances are really good. It wasn't just me drinking at that time of day. <laughs> <laughs> little day drinking. So so like I said, since, you know, Dave decided to throw in Kim Moto, um, uh, he, uh, Greg reached out to me and we started a conversation and that kind of led to us having a, a more real conversation about whether or not it would be feasible to, uh, to come to South Dakota and, and, uh, and have a podcast. And so I, uh, I, you know, pitched the, the guys and they said, yeah, reach back out to them. And we had a meeting and, and that's kind of what brought us all together. And so we are going to be, and when I say we, it's going to be Dave and I for sure. And uh, we're working out the, the logistics to see if anybody else is, is going to be able to join us. But Dave and I for sure are going to be um, spending some time in the first few days of the Sturgis event this year at the motel that uh, that Greg and Andy own together with their family. And uh, we're going to, you know, spend some time certainly highlighting what they have out there to offer and spending some time at Surgis and, and taking in some of the things. And I'm certainly going to be talking to Greg about the things that he thinks that we should and shouldn't do. I will tell you this because I've been up there riding a couple times. I'm much more interested in what the event has to offer than the riding this time around. And I'm just going to, I'm biased in that respect because I know what the riding is like outside of the event when they're, mm-hmm. when it's not overly crowded. And so, um, while all of the rides, Needles Highway and Iron Mountain Road and all those things are great, I don't want to wait in a line of other motorcyclists to, to do that because um, I have been told, and, and I've seen a couple of videos, and if you guys haven't seen, um, there there's a friend of ours uh, on the podcast, Queen Sit, who is a... Um, who, who is a YouTuber and a, an Instagram personality. And she was riding out there a couple of years ago and she has this really great footage of a guy who completely slides out on a corner and literally narrowly misses her taking her out by about six or eight inches. Um, and she's five foot two and rides this big road glide. And this guy just goes sliding across the road in front of her. So um, I, I would feel much more comfortable uh, going out there in the off season and riding because, you know, you, I think you do get uh, the number of riders that aren't as comfortable riding on those kind of roads when they're, when they're going out for their, uh, for their, uh, the, the event time out there. So I'm really going out there to take out, take in things at the event so that I can actually have a educated opinion on what's going on in in that area for sure and be able to highlight like i said what you guys do and then dave and i are going to be doing live streams and recording uh every night we plan on recording a podcast uh live from uh some place on the property right so either from the bar or from the hotel or the motel lobby or wherever it's going to work out best maybe maybe all of those places um, i know i know where it won't be it won't be from kim moto's room and i'm not sharing a room with kim moto i'm just going and, on and the record i, I feel dave, like i was I, gonna ask so ryan's there dave's there is it gonna be kim moto's first <laughs> if kim shows up i'm going the other way <laughs> you're, yeah, you're welcome by the way but, dude i'm telling you i'm not gonna be able to sleep tonight god damn it <laughs> 
You're welcome. I, I mean, that's a frightening sign. I will sign, tell you, man. if Greg is sliding into her DMs, I feel very comfortable <laughs> in Greg's life. Our marriage is going to be okay. <laughs> oh, my God. There you go. <laughs> Well, there I am looking forward to getting out in the local area. I know when we talked before, you guys were telling telling us a lot about just the all the, the small businesses there and, and all the little things that you can do locally. I'm, I actually, I've been doing a little research, and I'm looking forward to going to the Caverna Coffee and Bistro. Yeah. Which yeah. looks like a really cool little place to hang out. I love coffee. Um, so I'm looking forward to doing a little filming and shooting and, you know, around, uh, the property and, and then around the, the locality there. Cause it looks like a really cool place. And you guys are kind of equidistance between Sturgis and Deadwood, right? Um, the Sturgis is about six miles. Deadwood's about 15. Um, but the ride to Deadwood is so much prettier than the ride to Sturgis that it only see, it feels like six miles. We're yeah, talking wide herp and doc holiday <laughs> shit. Yeah, dude. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Damn it. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. I can take sure. you there. We, I take you to the guys to the chair if you want to see it. Damn. Oh, there cool. you go. I mean, it just looks like a really super yeah. cool area of just small communities, and I think that's that's what really what I'm really excited about coming out. Well, Dave, I just need to say this because you just said something that just really resonated with me since you brought up Kim Moto. Uh oh. It was interesting to me that we are going to the mecca of motorcycling for this huge event and you just brought up a fucking coffee shop how old man is that dude hey, can you guys do me a favor andy do me a favor if you can locate a walker and make sure you guys have one in dave's room for him when he gets there we got a couple good god yeah. dude you gotta like you know if that's a culture thing you have to embed with the, the culture that you're visiting when you travel, it's, you know, that's how you, never, that's how you, you elevate yourself and you learn about things. You know? I, I will tell yeah. you this and I'm not, and I'm not judging people that do this, but I'm going to say, obviously I, you are. I am. Okay, maybe I am. I've never fucking ridden my motorcycle to a Starbucks. I could tell you that for well, sure. Well, you're really there are a lot missing of young out. YouTubers that do no, this, you know. Well, Walter and I do that all the time. We meet up for coffee at some off the path coffee shop in Maryland or Virginia. I mean, actually, oh, man. Oh, actually, man. we'll ride 36 <laughs> miles down the road to Fredericksburg for uh, this place I like to get coffee. Nothing wrong with that, dude. Man, Dave. Yeah, it's super disappointing. You know, it's just a as far as, little bitch. As far as, <laughs> as far as filming locations and backdrops, we we have some ideas that we'll share with you guys on off, offline because we don't want to potentially ruin the surprise cool. of the opportunity. Um, so we'll, we'll chat with you, but it's things you wouldn't even know about that we have access to that well, we clearly like, we're never going to get a tra- you know for whoever i mean for the things that production value and some type of intellectual connection with the local community let me know um <laughs> somebody Brian, just mute dave right now Brian he's fucking up the up. whole thing god so, Jesus. so ryan ryan's coming for the party less riding per z dave's coming for the culture absolutely mm. Absolutely. Both are very important. Yeah. Both are equally important, just depending on who you are, I guess. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, and Dave, there, and Ryan, I'm sure you'd love it too. Um, we have an amazing, in, in Sturgis, there is an incredible motorcycle museum where yeah. you will see bikes mm. and things that you will not get a chance probably in your lifetime to ever physically like it, see in person um, just because of the history that they have in that place. On the first Monday that you guys will be there, <clears throat> The Jack Pine Gypsies um, have 
a hill climb uh, contest. And that is that is pretty amazing to see. I mean, I've seen people driving down the interstate because as you're going down the interstate, you can see these people, you know, climbing the hills. And I, I swear to God, they're all going to go off and, you know, yeah, they're cause an accident yeah. because it's pretty impressive what they can do. Did you so. say gypsies? Yep. So if, if you don't know the history of the Sturgis Motorcycle Rally, it was started by a gentleman named Pappy Hole. And he actually owned not only the Harley Davidson dealership, but also an Indian dealership Uh-oh. and Sturgis. Fuck Indian. <laughs> <laughs> I knew that and was coming. He started the, the, the Sturgis motorcycle actually was races originally and rally. And what it was based on was flat track racing yeah. in dirt. Um, and it was a lot of Indians versus Harleys, that kind of stuff. And I think um, if, it, if my mind serves me correctly, there was about seven racers the first year they had it. And it just kept expanding from there. And they still do amateur and pro uh, dirt track racing. Mm-hmm. Um, in the city of Sturgis during the rally and also hill climbs on three days and they have both amateur and pro and they even do little kids like, uh, like 10 and under. And it's where, great. where do the fortune tellers come in? you said gypsies are going to go up the hill. Okay. Yeah. So Pappy started a motorcycle club called the Jack Pine gypsies. They are one of the oldest motorcycle clubs mm-hmm. in the United States. Oh fuck. Um, I'm going to get my ass kicked when I go out there, aren't I? Yeah. Good. Well, good go. no, hey, whoever's going to edit, yeah, take out that gypsy shit that I just said. Don't meet you at the coffee shop. Yeah. <laughs> well, Dave, if you know much about motorcycle clubs, their president's actually a woman right now, so that'll tell you more what kind of motorcycle club they are. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. You know, I'm wow. a feminist. Yeah. Yep. But probably hey, still whoop your ass, Percy. A, a creepy old man feminist. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so since we're on the topic of Dave and getting cultured, um, <laughs> one of the things we didn't talk about when, when we talked to you and Ryan the first time um, – is actually one of what we think and a lot of people are kind of when they figure it out, they're like, this is the best way to do it. So we actually run a free shuttle bus. That's a party bus mm-hmm. that you can drink on from the property to downtown Sturgis. It literally oh, drops you off one block off of Main Street and it leaves our property on odd hours and comes back even hours starting at one in the afternoon and going till one in the morning. So that's you can genius. get on the bus, ride for free, have a good time. Um, and then they're always there to pick you up, drop you off, pick you up. Same, same exact spot. Yeah, see, um, wow. We wouldn't even have to ride our bikes down in. Duh, well, uh, you see, this oh. is, this is the difference between me and you. You're thinking about how to get a free ride, right? Cause that's, cause that's <laughs> no, you. you. And, and I'm thinking about how this is an oper- awesome opportunity for us to interview all those people coming back at 11 and then later. I'm There's thinking no about how to get a soul yeah. coming home at, at 11. Scary. Yes. But it, it's a great time. I mean, there's, you know, they, Put in a juice up stereo on the bus. They you can take anything from our bar onto the bus. You can buy beer shots on the bus as you write mm. it down. And it is kind of fun, you know, going back to <clears throat> you know, talking about being local. Uh there are a lot of hotels, you know, not very many motels because they're not as popular these days, but a lot of hotels are, you know, large bars. Um, and businesses in this area that are owned by large corporations and you know that's one of the things that i think that we really pride ourselves at is that we provide a very even though 194 rooms and 14 acres sounds very large scale we try to provide a very personal personable um 
low scale. That doesn't come out right. We want Scratch people. That. To, we want people to know who yeah. we are as the owners and show yeah. that we're invested in them having a good time and yeah. being there, and not while well, we we paid money for this and there's eight levels of people between us and you yeah. because that. Right. To us, that that doesn't get us in the community that we care about, and it yeah. doesn't allow us to spend time with not you know the, during the time beer we're talking about you know motorcyclists, but we also care a lot about the community that we're in, and there's only a thousand to twelve hundred people that live there. So, <clears throat> as far as you know, tax bases go and employers go, there's not a lot, and there's very few that are our size. I mean, there's an elementary school, um, <clears throat> there's like a precast concrete place. And a couple of sawmills, but other than that, there's not that there's not big employers. Um, so we we are open year round. Um, we actually run bingo on Sundays, and we had 103 people there yesterday. Wow! Uh, so we do dart leagues, pool leagues. We we run year round. So anybody that wants to come visit us anytime, we're going to be there. It's not not one of those. Do you guys have any vacancies right now for Sturgis? Or are you completely booked? So we, um, Sturgis rooms are all done via contract. And so how that works is we want people to be able to reserve a room, but we know life, life happens and life changes. So this about this time of year is where we start calling everybody who's reserved a room and said, you know, if you're serious about this, we ask that you put a half deposit down and, um, and then that at this time, we usually see, I would say 10 to 15 rooms open up again. Um, and then, you know, I we have a list of people who are waiting for us to call them. So as soon as those rooms open up, I'll call and say, hey, we have a room that's opened up and it'll be filled within a couple of weeks. So, yeah, right now we're we're booked for Sturgis. Without so when should people start, say, for next year? When should people start looking to the book yeah. with you guys? So we do we do three night minimums and a lot of people and I know. Professional monkey. Is that a yep. guy you guys yep. had on before? Yep. Yep. We were actually listening to that live show at lunch today um, and kind of getting other people's perspective that you talked to before about Sturgis. Um, <clears throat> so we get a lot of people come for the, the front end of the rally. Mm-hmm. That's that's more the big time, the party time. And I, you know, Ryan was talking about this earlier. I don't want to ride with all of those people. Um, a lot of people that come back year over year that have talked to me about how they feel and what kind of situations they'd like to ride in, I explain to them, if you come towards the back end of the week or like a week and a half, two weeks before, <clears throat> you're going to see all the same stuff. All the bars are open, all the vendors are here, but you're going to get have less people. And so like Ryan said, you're not, you're not waiting in line to go anywhere. Yeah. Um, but you still get all of the same things. You know, the party may not be as crazy if if that's what you're for. You know, they they serve that up for you too. Um, but yeah, we we will have some vacancies on the back end of the week. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times, you know, people that have come a long time or or want more of the I want to see everything, but I don't want all the people, that's when they'll come. Yeah. I can I can absolutely attest to uh, what they were saying. So when we first um, started talking to Greg and Andy about this and, and we were kind of solidifying plans, um, I have a crew of guys that I ride with up here all the time and they uh, immediately called and uh, talked to Andy and, and booked and, and booked their rooms. So I, I do know that when you guys are, are out there calling to make your reservations um, that you 
you know, you are going to get that kind of personal touch that mm-hmm. that they were talking about in terms of uh, of that part. And again, supporting a family owned you know, small business, which is, which is very important. I think, um, especially in the upper Midwest, right. We, we try to, we really try to, uh, make sure that we're supporting our, uh, all those small businesses and, and the family owned businesses and places like that. So that's a, that's a important thing I know for the guys that I ride with. And, and, uh, um, for a lot of people, I mean, Tony has his own business and Dave has his own business. And so, um, you know, all of those things, we, we kind of get that connection and, and truly understand, uh, you know, what that's like. And, and to Greg's point too, I, I want to clarify, it's not that I'm uh, not wanting to ride South Dakota is that I don't, I don't want to ride and fight all the crowds and that kind of stuff, because what I would encourage anybody to do. Um, and certainly what I'm encouraging uh, anybody that listens to our podcast to do is if you've ever considered a trip to South Dakota and Sturgis is not your thing um, call, make your reservations and have a, have a, a, a home base, which is what we like to do when we have gone on our trips to South Dakota. Um, call, talk to Andy, make your reservation, make that the iron horse, your, your home base and ride all of these areas outside of the event. Um, you know, go and, and, and see them on the off season. Um, because that's when you're going to be able to experience all that riding without all the traffic and everything. And, and you're going to be able to uh, support a small business, which is, you know, which is super important in that, in that part of it, because obviously the, the, uh, uh, Sturgis and, and the, the rally in that period of time is, is a given, right. But what we want to do is see, you know, encourage what I've said even before. And I, and I said the same thing to Dave, I think it was two years ago when I went up there and I went, I made a bunch of videos about riding up there and riding in, um, uh, the black Hills and riding in, um, the national park, uh, out by wall. What was that one, Dave? The badlands. Badlands. Yeah. I, I did a, I, yeah, I did a, I did a video where I had a, a camera on my helmet and a camera on the back of my bike. So you got to see two different views of the whole thing. And, uh, and that was really an inspiration for, for Dave to take this once of a lifetime trip out there with his son. And so I, I would encourage anybody. And like I said, I, I put up, I've ridden all over the country and I would put up South Dakota against any riding, um, that's out there. It's just as good as anything you're going to find in Tennessee. Um, you know, California, these places, it's obviously you don't have the ocean there, but there's, there is a, a, a lot of amazing riding that you're going to find in that area and an opportunity to support a small family business. It doesn't get much better than that. So. And, you know, we, because of the rally, we, we've created so many great, um, friendships and uh, relationships with people that we have groups that now come back intentionally other times of the year. Specifically, we have a group from Colorado where their first experience was the rally. And then they're like, oh, wait, you guys are here all the time. Well, we want to, we don't want to have to, you know, limit where we're riding because, you know, they would ask us, they're like, do you recommend going on the Needles Highway? And I think that was the year we had just talked to a gentleman. He was probably 22, 23 years old. And he's like, yeah, I just bought my first bike and I drove to Sturgis. And Greg and I looked and said, where are you riding tomorrow? Because we're going to make sure nobody else else. is riding there tomorrow. And not because not because he's in not because necessarily he's dangerous, but people don't understand what Needles Highway is like, all the switchbacks and different things like that. And 
I, I grew up on the back of a motorcycle with my dad having one my entire life and, you know, rode on the back of Greg's for a long time, but just recently started riding on my own about six or seven years ago. And even with being very comfortable on a motorcycle, there are still some of those places I will not go during the rally just because not because I don't trust myself because I understand my limitations. I don't trust the other people. And, um, but there are certain rides out here that I would tell you, you should go to Devil's Tower every time, every time you're here during the rally, because I mean, a couple of those small towns on your way, they <clears throat> just join in on all the festivities and you'll go, it's like another little rally. And then the next town, it's like another little rally. So mm-hmm. there's just a lot of, there's a lot of other places to go other than like what I would call like the big three needles highway, Custer state park, you know, some of those that I would say take a little bit more experience. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I would, my, so my biggest fear would be say you go on needles and and I always compare to um, getting up to needles highway. If you can ride the road, getting to needles highway, you can ride Mm -hmm. needles highway because Mm -hmm. the switchbacks just getting up there are are intense. Yeah, and my biggest fear would be if there was a ton of traffic and I'm in one of those switchback corners and the traffic has stopped and I'm in a corner and I have to brake. I, I know exactly what's going to happen. I'm going to dump my bike, you know. Um, How and similar so, is Needles Highway to like what you hear about the Tale of the Dragon? I don't know who of us have been on the Tale of the Dragon. It is... Um... Are you talking about riding difficulty or congestion? Like, well, yeah, riding difficulty. So I did the Tale of the Dragon last year, and I was terrified because all these different female riders would just say how scared they were. I didn't understand. But it it was perfectly fine, but we went at a a low traffic time. So if you compare, like, two low traffic times, I was just curious how similar Needles is to something like that. Very similar. And that's why I asked about whether you're talking about congestion or riding difficulty. Because I know Tail of the Dragon, you get there on weekends and it's just, there's just people everywhere yeah, and totally cross rockets going, you know, passing you on yep. it. Yeah. <clears throat> and thankfully, we don't generally, other outside the Sturgis Motorcycle Rally, we don't have that kind of traffic congestion ever. Um, it, it actually is more interesting here when you get into, I would say, early spring. Uh, and then late fall because there we're very about nature here. So they don't use a lot of chemicals on the road. So if they get snow, they dump a whole bunch of sand everywhere. So mm. that that's more what the danger would be when you get off season ish um, is that the road is going to be pretty sketchy as far as where, where there's sand lane. And that's I would say, know. I would say too, Brittany, the tail of the dragon is not going to have nearly the elevation change that Needles Highway does or Iron Mountain Road. So Iron Mountain Road has three, well, they're 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 called pigtail bridges, and it's where there's going to be a huge elevation change depending on which way you ride it, where you're either going to go up or down the mountain. And rather than doing these crazy switchbacks, what they did was make a pigtail. So you literally go in a circle three like a times. Fucking parking garage. Yep. To up, go, up yeah, exactly. Yeah. To yeah, go up or down. Through, yeah. up or down. Yeah. You know what? And there's, those usually go up or down, Ryan. Don't be I've never seen one go left and right. <laughs> well, I've, so, I've ridden both. And, and I, 
I, I mean, I thought Iron Mountain Road to me was was much easier and much level, much more level than yes. uh, Tale of the Dragon. I, uh, well, I, but I, I was comparing Needles Highway yeah. to yeah. to yeah. Tale of the Dragon. Needles so, sounds like a fucking nightmare. Dude, it does. They it, it they're, really they're not. Game. They're they're a lot of fun. You just have to. You know, it's just one of those things where you, you you're you're going to test your ability. Specifically, you're going to test your snow your slow moving uh, uh, motorcycle ability. If you can maneuver your motorcycle at slow speeds, because there, I'm trying to think of what I don't even know what the corner is, but there is a corner that's posted at like nine miles an hour, yeah. and you come up over the top of this hill, and you can see the road down here, and there's parking on both sides of it. And you get to the very far corner and it turns completely back on itself. And so you have to maneuver that road on a two lane road with cars parked on both sides. And so, you know, you have to That's know what you're doing. That's a tight spanker right there. It's it's a tight one. It's a, <laughs> yeah. it's a, I mean, you're making diamond. You're making diamonds on half. Yeah, I mean, that you know, far, it sounds like a dog here. whistle. Yeah. yeah. He's going to fuck her. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> So, he'll bring the Hummer. He he'll be okay. You got you got <laughs> dogs chasing you because you're farting dog whistles the whole way down. <laughs> yeah. Well, the Iron Horse Inn is pretty close to Spearfish Canyon too, right? I mean, you're, yeah, you're, I mean, I mean, it's an ideal location. I mean, I, I looked at the map after we talked, and I'm like, God, what an idiot I was for staying at Wall when my son and yeah. I rode out there. When when I heard you say that, that's I mean, you're. It's a long haul. You're 70 minutes just hauling into the Black Hills to get on any ride to start where you want to go. Yeah, and I was paying a fortune for that friggin' best Western. That's, you know, a piece of crap. Um, Would have much rather Mm -hmm. been here at this cool place. Well, and when you when you have uh, when you ride like one of those geriatric old men to what should be to a normal person. dude? I had a souped up fat Bob. I was ripping the canyons out there. What are you kidding? me? I wouldn't call it ripping. It yeah, was ripping, yeah. baby. It yeah, was ripping. It was, Ask my I mean, son. He couldn't keep up. Yeah. I mean, you know, training wheels or no training wheels, call mm. it what you will. Mm. <laughs> well, and if I can, I'd, want, I'd like to circle back to one thing that you said, Ryan, and I really appreciate it. We do want people to understand that depending on what you're looking for, it's on offer pretty much all riding season here. Yeah. And, and if, you know, you may not get the big some of the bigger corporate bars being open or active at that point in time, but there's always just fun things to do out here in the Black Hills. Yeah. Whether you like food, wine, beer, you know, just adventures. Um, I don't know, Dave and Ryan, if you guys rode by, um, you know, down by Mount Rushmore and Crazy Horse. We actually have a Volks March where you can walk up on the arm of Crazy Horse, mm-hmm. and oh, nice. you can see forever. And it's just beautiful up there. They do it twice a year in June and September. Yeah. And then on top of it, you know, if if there's people who, who've never been, um, I am more than happy to sit down with a map and give suggestions on rides. Um, you know, if, if people want somebody to go with them, I, I, there's many times that I've done that too. It's not like I won't take an excuse to go for a motorcycle ride. Um, so, <laughs> nice. so if they want to so, go somewhere fun, I'll be, I'll be the first person, you know, jumping on a bike and, you know, as long as you guys are comfortable following me, away we go. Do you guys do you guys have any good wine there? Because Dave's gonna need some to keep his blood pressure down. <sighs> <laughs> I mean, we do. We have a nationally renowned wine winery, winery. here. Sounds um, like it's right up his alley. Now the thing <laughs> is, is that it doesn't. So they 
it's not the type of winery that you're going to find in like Napa Valley. Um, but it's Prairie, it's called Prairie Berry and it's in Hill City and they do an amazing job. She actually, the owner also has a, a brewery that she started quite a few years after she had the winery. Um, but I mean, it's a big deal. There's a newer one just outside of Sturgis, um, Bella Jolie. So the, yeah, the, uh, plate, the place there's a, um, what do you call it? There's a, like a, a cheese and, um, uh, beef jerky place in Hill City. And the gal that owns that place, she's also from North Dakota. I don't know. I don't yeah, know the name of that one. No, I don't. But I, yeah, I know, where, I know where it is. And there's there's actually an amazing chocolate store, like right yeah. right on that same block. Yep. Harley dealership, Bumpin' Buffalo, Mangy Moose across the street. Yeah. Have you yep. guys ever had um, Rocky Mountain Oysters? I, I no. did not. going to have them. Nope. <laughs> yes. Nope. nope. Do you nope. know what? But so most I know what they are. Nope. Nope. They're not nope. passing not over these bags. All of these people all. here, they call themselves tough bikers, and none of them want to put bull balls in their mouths. I don't know what their problem First is. Off, I don't call I'm myself a tough, tough biker. Slice, slice thin, slice thin, breaded, deep fat fried. They're yeah. nice and tender. They're Dave. very nice tender. And tender. They're great yeah. to nope. one. Hey. You can't call yourself a biker till you put some balls in your mouth, Dave. I hey, don't man. call myself then a don't biker. Don't call me a biker. I'm out. Uh, <laughs> nope. Brittany has remained conspicuously quiet. <laughs> this whole conversation. I did not have Brittany's this. like, I'm a biker. <laughs> <laughs> One thing about it, when you come to the Black Hills, yes, it is it is a biker mecca, but it's also where they, where they say the Wild West begins. So, I mean, you get to us, and then after that, it's Wyoming, Montana, and yeah. You know, it, it's so it's kind of a fun little mesh of two little worlds that can come together, depending on if you look at our amazing cuisine, Rocky Mountain Oysters or, you know, the Needles Highway ride. So it's no. there's a lot to experience. Are the balls really a big deal? Do people really eat the balls all the time? Oh, all oh yeah. All the time. Yeah. Shit. Yeah. Tony, it's one of the it's you go to a lot of the, the bar restaurants where they have deep fat fryers. Rocky Mountain oysters on the appetizer well, menu everywhere. And this everywhere. is and this is what I would say too that the the thing that people seem to forget is that there's there's two different kind of cowboys, right? So you have the cowboys that you're going to find in Texas, right? Why and, what be careful. Wait, and, man, I just nervous. went to Texas I and I didn't see one fucking next. cowboy and, and when I was and there. And they're cowboys, but I might I think they're a little soft when you compare them to like mm. western North Dakota, Montana because they just live in that really warm, temperate environment all year long, and they don't have to deal with all the elements and everything else while trying to be a cowboy at the same time. You so. know what? I've watched Yellowstone and Dallas. <laughs> and yeah? Those Yellowstone, there are some bad motherfuckers up there, dude. I wouldn't <laughs> jack with them. <laughs> We're not taking anybody to the train station or anything yeah. like that. I will send, we'll send Rip if but we she have knows, to, Johnny. But she knows we'll send what it is. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Going to the train station. Yeah. She's like, we're not taking anybody to the train station, but we have one. We took that fucker off the cliff with a mouthful of oysters. Rocky Mountain oysters, that is. His own. I know the latitude and longitude of exactly where I need to be. <laughs> so, Brittany, you're, you're hearing all of this awesome stuff about the area. We we need you to we need you to come with with me and Ryan, right so you now, can help me keep Ryan. In. On so it. how far of a ride is it for you, Percy? Because I just looked. It's a it's eighteen hours for it's, me. So, I mean, it's gotta be. Uh, yep. It's about eighteen hundred miles. That's fucking a long way. Yeah, but Percy's, I have, I have to do Percy's that coming, coming back. early for the party. Percy's Damn. coming early for the party. 
Yep, I'll be there on the first. For some reason, I just don't have sympathy for you guys. I know. Fuck. You're not riding eighteen hundred miles, Ryan. Is You're it, only what is it like six hundred miles face? for you? This right? is the first time, Dave. This is the first time <laughs> that I have, right? will have he ridden have under a thousand miles. This is the first time I'll have ridden under a thousand miles one way for any of our events, right? He, he, he ain't lying. Well, no, we also true. didn't tell you to move to fucking South Dakota either, North Dakota. North Dakota, yeah, Canada. I mean, we didn't tell him to move deep. to Canada. I mean, goddamn igloos. Yeah, but wasn't he living there when you met him? It doesn't matter. We didn't didn't tell him to move there before we met him. Doesn't matter. Yes. Have none of you seen Fargo, though? None of you have seen, other than Ryan, maybe? The movie? The movie? I've seen Fargo many times. That's what life is like there. So you can't, I mean, at least there's some entertainment and some fun. Oh. And the wood chipper. What do you remember from that movie? I remember people dying. Yes. (laughs) People die here all the time. And wood chippers. (laughs) That was the highlight of the movie. So, Andy, we've been <laughs> recording here for about 50 minutes. And um, all this talk that you've been saying over the last two times we've, we've, we've spoken together, I haven't, I haven't heard you say something yet. So can you just tell people how fucking amazing the Iron Horse Inn is? Well, it's fucking amazing because I'm there, number one. <laughs> okay. All right. But- there we go. If you, okay, here we go. If you fucking call and make a fucking reservation, and then when you check in and ask for fucking Andy, I will fucking come and give you a hug and make you fucking feel like family. How does that sound? Nice. <laughs> so nice. Where people find you all and let, let let everybody know where to find you online, it, whatever they need to do to make reservations. Yeah. So, I mean, to be honest with you, uh, the easiest thing I know, I know phone calls are not necessarily like what people love to do. We're old millennials. We have metal keys at the hotel. You you do not get a plastic card. You have a metal key. Well, you're going to fuck all the young kids up with those. They're like, (laughs) I don't know how to open their hotel door. Yeah. I don't know what to do with this. (laughs) We'll help you figure it out. No, Tony, we only let the young kids come that know how to use a key. Everybody else. Because, yeah, you're going to really fuck them up asking for phone calls and giving them metal keys. It's like, oh, my God. How do I do that? So I guess, first of all, um, you know, Frank Mueller is my dad and Greg and I, we own the place together, the three of us. Um, if you if you want to call, uh, I recommend that you call our the office number is 605-722-7574. Um, Miranda is our front desk manager and she, because it's a small business, she also does a variety of other responsibilities. But if she um, is not there and somebody else answers the phone and you ask for Andy or Frank or Greg, one of us will definitely call you back. They'll take a message. Um, Other than that, uh, you can make a reservation on our website, which is ironhorseinsturgis.com. You can email um, our reservation agent at reservations at ironhorseinsturgis.com. But... And you can find us on Facebook, just under Iron Horse Inn. And then we also have a separate Facebook page for our bar called iBar. So it's called the iBar. And um, we'll hopefully be able to touch base on why it has that name while you guys are there. So little maybe we should do a podcast about that. We should do a a podcast from the iBar and tell the story of the iBar. That would make my dad so happy. Keep keep in mind... (laughs) Dave is all kinds of bougie, so he's going to want to make sure he gets mints on his pillows, too. <laughs> well, we don't provide mints. 
But I do. We do. You can get a drink token or a koozie or you know. We'll look, you listen goodies. to this. There you go. Even better. You you can't get you can't get a mint, but you can go to the bar. You might be able to get a mint julep, Dave. We got freebies. I don't know where we you can get a mint. Is that the urinal? That big white mint at the bottom of the urinal. Get on that, Dave. <laughs> <laughs> That'll freshen your breath right up. <laughs> when we get out there, I know you guys are going to go. Why do you hang out with those guys, Dave? I mean, you know, but that's okay. You think I'm going to feel sorry for you? <laughs> Maybe we'll see. Look at that, just right in line, Dave. She's no sympathy whatsoever, none at all. So uh, we both were in the bar working yesterday for Bingo, um, just for staffing reasons, and there was. One, two, six of us working. And I I was helping out in the kitchen and Tammy, would, uh, one of our cooks was in there. And literally I walk in and this, I, Annie doesn't look at me. She looks at Tammy and goes, just tell fucking Greg whatever you want him to do and you can yell at him if you want. Like, and that was, the, that was the extent of the conversation. I said, Tammy, you're the boss. I said, you're the boss today. Greg's our bitch. No. So. And then later, <laughs> I'm like, We'd slowed down on the food, so I was getting done. I was talking to Andy, and I'm like, how's it going? I don't have time to think about you right now. And she just walks away. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I'm just just going to say this, Greg. It sounds like you might be a little high maintenance. Oh, yeah, he, <laughs> he really is. Don't, don't hey, listen, I, Ryan. I like don't the finer things. things, Ryan. I, you, know. <laughs> you know what, though? I will say this. Uh, you could ask my wife the same question, and she would 100% agree with you. She'd be like, dealing with him is a lot. Yeah. You know, Ryan and I, we've both been married. What I've been married 27 years. How long have you been married, Ryan? Uh, 27 this summer. Yep. Yeah. My wife doesn't want anything to do with me anymore. <laughs> She's just like, go away. <laughs> That's true. I've been to his house. That's true. Go go, go do whatever you want to do. Uh, So the other thing that we want to make sure that everybody knows, too, that um, we are we will have a some type of poster or display um, while we are podcasting of our charity giveaway bike. So for those of you that don't know, we are going to be doing the unveiling of our autism charity giveaway bike, and uh, that will be the 25th of 25th. Mar- 25th of March in Louisville, Kentucky is when we do the actual unveiling. And I'm here to tell you that this podcast comes out on Monday. So it's going to be long before the actual unveiling. Uh, none of us on the five Dirty bikers podcast has actually even seen the, uh, the final bike. So we're all eagerly anticipating um, e- eagerly anticipating it. I think uh, our builder, Jared Weems sent us a very small picture of uh, he used the original ignition key and everything for the starter because he thought that would be kind of a cool touch. And Tony said some sort of comment about how tight his pants were after he saw that. <laughs> the so, old AMF key. It was yeah so the cool. old the old AMF key. But yeah, yeah so we're going to be doing the unveiling of that bike. But we will have uh, some type of poster display that kind of thing. So all of the people that come to the iron horse are going to be able to um, buy tickets and, and purchase their chance to win this bike. It's going to be the so, the last kind of final push before we, before we give that bike away in September. So when are you fuckers going to be there, Ryan? You guys have said no dates. You said the okay. first part of Sturgis. Okay. So okay. we are going to be there officially. Um, I will arrive the Thursday before Sturgis. I, Sturgis officially starts that Friday, right? Again, yeah, what are the we'll fucking be there the third. Yeah, we'll be there, we'll be there the fourth. Be on the, the first. 
Yeah, we'll, I'm going out the first, but officially we'll be there the 4th through the 7th. So if you're coming out to Sturgis, if you can't get into the Iron Horse Inn, make sure you come out to the Iron Horse Inn. In the, what about in the camping? Evenings. Will they? Could people come and camp at your place if you don't have room since you have all that room? Or So we, we used to do that, and as of right now, no, and that's a whole – That's a hard no. She's another she's, she's level no of – <laughs> reasoning behind that um a transformer yeah. was taken out at one point so there's yeah an electrical transformer like you had some shenanigans yeah yeah, yeah some shenanigans that? out there from the campers yeah. shenanigans but even yeah. if you're camping or not camping come out we're going to be hanging out at the i-bar we'll be podcasting from the property Brittany, hopefully will be there jared bless his heart will either be in the eye bar with us all or back in the room strapped down one or the other but he'll be <laughs> there too possibly banned you know he gets into trouble sometimes <laughs> could be banned he'll but come be out to the else. iron horse into the eye bar hang out with us and uh say hey and buy a raffle ticket for the uh the bike the charity bike that we we've, we've built and just have a great time so yeah we'll be we'll be there the fourth the fifth the sixth the seventh of august like dave said um you know broadcasting live every night uh hopefully from some location there and uh yeah we hope to see you guys out there and uh um come say hi come you know shake our hands shake dave dave's hand maybe i'm kind of probably not you're probably not going to want to shake my hand but you may not shake his hand but i might be raffling off tickets for a private visit to kim moto's room later in the evening so if you're interested in that (laughs) dave's basically ryan's pimp yeah yeah yeah. hey listen i'm a hell of a lap dancer so i'm just gonna say it right now (laughs) We're not that kind of establishment. <laughs> oh, damn it. <laughs> you know, the candy's already been knocked out by the shenanigans. We don't have that kind of license, and we have a good relationship with law enforcement. That's right. Uh, God damn it. <laughs> Andy jumped on that one quick. She's like, well, no, there, no. there goes your extra income. Yeah, yeah I'm not well, going to hey, be able to my, pay for my gas yeah. on the way home yeah. that way. There goes your on gas money. Note, uh, yeah, on a serious note on that, and, and not to make light of so they actually, the law enforcement comes out and we have education on, on unfortunately, a, a bad thing that happens sometimes during the ride, which is human sex trafficking. And so law enforcement will come out and give educational seminars to our staff on, please look out for these things. We want to make sure we can keep people safe. Yeah. So. That's, that's, that's cool to know. Yeah, yeah cool it is. Know, it yeah. is Cause you want to, I'll, I'll tell you why that's really a good thing to know. And this is a real Keith story Ryan out of jail. No, well, that too, but this is a real story. So uh, last year we had our uh, FDBM meetup in Waynesville, uh, Missouri, and we had some bike breakdown issues and uh, we had uh, the other two. I ride with typically three other guys and uh, the one guy that I ride with is diabetic and his medication was getting warm and the other guy, Bob, we knew his bike was going to break down because we had fixed it. It, it. The the fix that we did didn't solve the problem. And so we knew his bike was going to break down, and it, and it did. So he pulled off the side of the road with another one of our friends, Nick. So they pulled off side of the road, and Kenny and I drove to our hotel. While, they were, while Bob and Nick were on the side of the road, and this was in Missouri, a group of bikers pulled over, probably 10 of them, and they said, are you guys okay? Do you need any help? And we're like, they're like, yep. Our, our other two buddies went to get, they have a trailer. They're going to come back. They're going to pick us up. And I swear to God, these were their words. They were like, good. 
we're glad that you have help coming because it's not safe for you here. And Bob and Nick were like, what do you mean it's not safe for us here? And they were like, this is the major thoroughfare for sex trafficking in in Missouri. And you need to understand these are right. These I, these guys I ride. With, Who would want to take these cats for sex hold trafficking? On. I'm right waiting. Right. I'm waiting for the punchline, dude. Yeah. It's, it's coming, right? So hold on. So this was this was a this was a lady, a female biker who was explaining this to our guys. And the other two guys I ride with, they're big, you know, kind of burly guys. Are both just under six feet tall, you know, 280 pounds, or you know, big dudes. She looks right at my buddy Bob, and she goes, "And you are who they want." She goes, you young man, you're an earner. Those oh, are her exact oh, words. Oh, <laughs> so I was trying are, to get there for him. Yeah, we, we're, we're glad. We're glad that that you guys informed us that the, the police come out and they give they give uh, the educational speeches on sex trafficking. We had no idea that we were riding through sex trafficking lane of Missouri. You when know the, what? When though, the, bike the whole Ozarks down. is a little sketchy. Let's just it, be honest. It's a well, sketchy area. It is a sketchy area. It's sketchy. I mean, I, yeah, I've watched yeah. that show on Netflix. It's sketchy. Right. right. It, it's one of those places where you need to keep yourself protected. I will tell you, though, the Sturgis Motorcycle Rally is a very safe place to be. You know, I've I've been there, you know, from, you know, 5, 8, 16, you know, now in my 40s. And um, there's never been a single time I felt unsafe there. Um don't get me wrong. There are there are bad things that happen everywhere, but the the Sturgis Motorcycle Rally it's become so um, commercialized in a sense in comparison to the way it was in the eighties um, and the nineties. Yeah, early nineties, and it is just it's just a it's. I don't want anybody to feel like if they show up, they have to like be looking over their shoulder the entire time. Um, it's it's a cool place. It's a great experience. I mean. I would probably tell you, you're probably safer at the Sturgis Motorcycle Rally than you are at spring break where some of these college kids go. And I will, and I can attest to that because I've also been to spring break where some of these college kids go. But um, I mean, there's just, yes, they do talk to us about these things, um, but there's there's no big concerns, I don't think, if if you're not out looking for it. I think you have to look for those things in order to find them. Yeah. And the, the rally's got something for everybody. My um, my mid 60 year old mother is a social, very social person, loves people watching. And if she doesn't get to come to the rally, she's upset because she enjoys it so much. Um, and I wouldn't say, Mom, come to the rally if it wasn't safe, you know. So um, having her be there and because and, she loves talking to everybody, figuring out where they're from. What do you do? Why are you here? Have you ever been here before? You know talking about those things that she enjoys very much because she knows it's important to us. She's been coming out for over a decade now. And it's, it, it, it's one of those communal experiences with everybody that has something in common that they care very passionately about, which is motorcycling. And, and you have your, your partying, your, your riding, your concerts, your shared experiences with people get to see a beautiful part of the country and there's to me there's no reason you should not come here yeah well, i'm and looking Ryan, forward to it she doesn't live very far from you so if she meets you while you're here <clears throat> you are best friend yeah she'll know she you she'll, she'll cyber stalk you. you she will come to visit you and she who's will... gonna come visit me my wife greg's, my mom greg's mom <clears throat> where, where, where is she is she... okay 
She lives in Bismarck. She comes out for the rally every year. So, you know, that's the other thing we didn't talk about is we have, like, we talk about it being a family business, but it is literally a family business. So during this time of year, we don't have a ton of employees. You know, we, we have our bar that goes and we have, you know, staff that runs our office and clean, cleans rooms and stuff. But during the rally, we triple in size from a staffing perspective. And we, we draw those people from a very small community of about 1200 people, or we, we hire our family. And so like Greg's dad comes in and helps us with breakfast. Greg's mom comes in and helps us with the front desk. His uncle comes in and helps us in the kitchen. My sister comes in and helps with uh, housekeeping and the, the bar. My nephew works with us. My niece works with us. So it's not just Greg and me and Frank. It is, you're going to meet the whole damn family when you show up. Are, are you guys, do you get an opportunity to at least be able to enjoy because i mean you're you you make it sound a little bit like it's going to be extremely overwhelming at the same time or are you you have it down to a science where you actually get an opportunity to enjoy yourself at the same time i tell people all the time the sturgis motorcycle rally is the most predictable time to run our business because we know what it's like to have 194 rooms full and we know what it's like to run a very busy bar. I know exactly how many people I need to do all of those things. It's um, the rest of the year when it's not as predictable, when I don't know if one weekend I'm going to have 30 rooms full or if I'm going to have 100 rooms full because sure. then I'm like, okay, so now I have to figure out how to staff for cleaning those rooms. I have to figure out you know, how busy the bar is going to be in retrospect. So the it sounds pretty i think a lot of people think it sounds daunting but it is typically like smooth sailing yeah we're because we're very we've done lucky. it for so yeah. long yeah we have staff that's long tenured um most of our guests have been and stayed with us before they know who we are they're very respectful of us and our property and our employees because they you know to them this is like christmas every year this is the one time they get to come and do whatever they want act like kids right so they don't want to ruin it for themselves or anybody else that's here. So they're generally very respectful. And, you know, most of them end up being family too. We have any reference to people from New Jersey before we've had people stay for us in, for 13 and 15 years straight. And if they don't come, it, it feels wrong. Like the rally's not the same if they're not here. So it's, so it's awkward. Do, does your, does your place have any uh, socials that people should follow? Does your, does your hotel have an Instagram or anything like that? We're not on Instagram, but we're on Facebook. Okay. Um, so just it's the iron horse and you'll find us in Sturgis, you know, it's Sturgis basically. Um, and the bar has a separate one. And the one. bar has a separate one, but they're connected. So you can, you can see that they're, that they are somehow connected. Um, so that's the other part of being a small business. Um, I am, an owner. I do the accounting. I am social media. I'm human resources, which is really hard because I have to, I have a new complaint about him every day. Her dad, her dad gets way more HR complaints. <laughs> yeah. <than me>. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm, I was, you know, it's one of those things that I, my background prior to this has been in, I was a nurse for 15 plus years. So uh, social media was not necessarily something I was, I was ever trained in. So definitely a learning curve for me, but 
I hope that when people get on there, they can get the get the information that they need. And if they reach out, you know, via yeah, messenger Facebook or whatever, message. it's me that's responding. It's not some random person that I've hired to do it that they have to check in. You're genuinely getting a response from from me. So and I don't use the F word when I'm DMing anybody. Except <laughs> <laughs> for me. Yeah. <laughs> At one o'clock in the morning. Yeah. yeah. But no, That's we, great. we do, we do get to have fun. Um, oh, tons of fun. Yeah. And a lot of it is, tons. you know, even if we know, um, cause obviously we know the busy check-in days and the busy days people are leaving, you know, then that day we'll get on the bus and go to downtown Sturgis for the, you know, for the afternoon from like one to five and, We'll have some fun and, and run into people that are staying at the hotel in downtown Sturgis. And then we'll go back and deal with what we have to deal with that night. Yeah. I will tell you a fun story that happened last year that um, when it happened, I didn't really think it was that big of a deal. But I had so many people talk to me about it afterwards. It kind of it kind of heightened it for me. But we uh, we were on the bus going down to Sturgis and we were coming back and um the bus had an issue. So the bus broke down at about, about two or two or three miles from the motel. Was this the party bus you're talking, talking yeah, about? Before? Party bus. Yeah. So we're on and our so way. It's full. Yeah. So we're on our way back and I, I look at Greg and I look at my father-in-law and I'm like, you know what, you guys, I got a plan. So I called my nephew who was working at the bar and I said, how busy is the bar right, right this minute? And he said, not bad. And I said, okay, I think we had three or four people working. And I said, I said, Kendon, come and pick me up, come and pick us up. Um, Obviously we've been drinking, so we can't drive, but all my bartenders are sober. I said, Greg and I will come back and we'll watch the bar. Put the drunk people behind the bar. (laughs) Smart, good decisions. I said, I don't want, I don't want our guests to be stuck on that bus. We don't know how long it's going to take. And so we gave them company vehicles to go and pick people up. They had to make three or four trips to get everybody back. But so I had three bartenders driving vehicles to the bus, back to the motel and picking up everybody else who was on the bus. And so everybody gets back and everybody's fine. And the next morning I'm serving breakfast and somebody comes up to me and he's like, I heard what you did last night. And I was like, oh shit, what did I do? I don't think I was that drunk. And he's like, no, it was really fucking cool that you got everybody off the bus and you made sure that everybody got back here and you had you guys, you know, paid your employees. And we don't own that bus. You know, we pay that busing company to do that for us. We could have easily said, you know, we're going to wipe our hands clean of that and blame it on them. But that's not what we're about. We want to keep that. We want to have a great partnership with them. So. I, yeah, we got them all back and they had a great time that evening and everybody, you know, didn't have to worry about it. And the bus was up and running within like 30 minutes. So it's not like it would have been the end of the world, but I didn't know that. So I solved the problem and I don't know, it was kind of a cool experience in retrospect, but I didn't know it was going to be so impactful until the next morning. So that's very cool. Well, we're looking forward to coming and seeing you. We hope that Brian's on his best behavior and that you guys will feel like we're part of your family as well. Uh, we certainly want to to have a, a really good connection with you guys, and we appreciate working with you on uh, the official. Is it official? Is it the official FDB hotel for Sturgis, Ryan? Is that what we're going to well, say? I think it has to be for I now, it, right? I think it is. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Okay. And uh, just so you guys know, see now you, we've we've broke you in, so when we actually are on site, <laughs> you'll be able to sit down 
and do this in person with with us when we're when we're there. So that's why I was asking how busy you were going to be because we want to make sure that we make time that you guys can sit down with us and and record with us and and. If you're not nervous now, Andy, wait till that where it says live up in the top corner when it's actually live that people will be able to hear you right away. Yeah, I yeah. hate that. I'll drink, I'll drink a couple of beers beforehand. Now <laughs> knowing you, that I'm allowed to have bathroom breaks, I'll be fine. And your dad. We want to talk to your dad while we're there. My dad wants to talk to you guys. Our plan was actually to try and do this from up there and have him kind of do a sneak peek in. Um, but we we just had some situations happen. It's a small it's a small business. And so we had some staffing situations happen. And my dad was super awesome. And he said, you know what, you and Greg, you guys have got this. And he he stepped in and did some stuff today so that um, I would be available tonight. So very cool. Yeah. Shout out to Frank. What a, He's a rock star. Yeah. yeah. Tell Frank that we're looking forward to meeting him. I will. Thank you. Does Absolutely. Frank say fuck? <laughs> Actually, Frank, Frank, he you does. Need to, okay. It, somebody, Ryan or Dave, yep. take yep. a note down to ask Frank about the Andy fuck story from when she was a little girl. <laughs> he loves that story, and you will all gotcha. laugh at so, gotcha. And he'll happily tell it because so- he loves embarrassing Andy. So prior to my family owning this business, they actually owned a trucking business out of a very small town in uh, South Dakota. So my dad hung around truckers a lot. So, yeah, he's not afraid of the F word. He's not afraid of most words. He is shocked sometimes with how often it comes out of my mouth because I think he thought he raised the lady. And <laughs> he's, he's like, dang, what happened? So I, I have I have two daughters at, at my house my and my oldest is uh yeah, she she curses like a sailor for sure. So she she says some things that shock me on occasion. So, well, come on down to the south if you want to hear get a real education in cursing. I don't they, know. They curse and spit meth at the same time. It's the, uh, it's the weirdest gosh. fucking shit get in Kentucky. Down south boy, they, they fucking and the teeth those come out. Curse words together it. like the tapestry. teeth come out. Yeah, from the meth. <laughs> All right, then. I've never seen this, but on that note, one of you guys want to take us out? Ryan? (laughs) Yeah, I was like, who are we talking to here? Under the bus. Well, thank thank you guys again for listening to uh, this episode of the Five Dirty Bikers podcast. Again, we want to wish Dustin uh, a little bit of a get well. I know he's feeling a little bit under the weather, and we certainly missed him again tonight. We want to have uh, a say a big thank you to both Greg and Andy for, uh, for coming out and, uh, please send Andy a message over, uh, Facebook messenger and tell her how good she did tonight. She was nervous for absolutely no reason. And she said just the appropriate number of fucks. So that was a, that was much appreciated, but (laughs) anyway, we just wanted to make sure and everybody get out there and, and check out their place. Um, the Iron Horse Sturgis. So please go check out their their motel. Um, if you are in anywhere going to be near their area, either in and around Sturgis, uh, off season, on season, snow, no snow, make sure you look them up and and uh, give them a consideration to stay at their place because we would really like uh, for them to um, you know to see some see some action come from from uh what we're trying to uh promote their their places is really uh is really great check it out online um all of the details of how to make reservations and how to how to find them is all online 
And if you don't know, you can always DM me and I will point you in the right direction. At yeah, one o'clock in the morning. Or at one o'clock in the morning, right? That's Brian's. Hey, it's when the magic happens, Dave. It's when the magic happens. We wouldn't be here. Nothing. Everything happens after midnight. It's all magical. Yeah, right. That's right. That's that's the witching hour. So, thank you guys again for listening to Five Dirty Bikers podcast. And as always, keep it dirty. I'll see you soon, Frank. Are you following the Five Dirty Bikers on social media? Find us on Facebook and look us up on Instagram and TikTok at Five Dirty Bikers.